3: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to call in, if you'd like to participate in the show, please feel free to do so. The call-in number is 608-501-0718. New callers go directly to the front of the line, and we do have a new caller. New caller, what's going on in your world?
2: Hi, Ryan. Uh, my is David. I am a... Uh... A first time caller, some of them maybe I
3: the line here. Um just wanna say I love your podcast. Just already kind of listening to it a couple months ago and uh... <laughs> something about that voice. Um it sounds robot y but also extremely familiar and also hard to understand. So if if new caller, if you could just not you know, do that again.
2: Um helping get through my work in so appreciate that. Um but what I was calling about is I was watching Colin Cowherd the other day and he was reviewing the NFL schedule that just came out and he got the attackers and he was mentioning, you know, how weak it kinda was in the starting of
3: the Dude, I thought that was Thomas Austin. What is this voice? I seriously thought it was Thomas Austin using some weird little thing and I was like, This is kind of a serious sounding question for uh Thomas Aust- I apologize, new caller. I um My bad. Please continue.
2: Start of the year, which I'd have to agree with him, but then he made a comment saying um, after week five, you know, there's no more excuses for Jordan Love that he's going to have a strong opinion about what the guy is. Like, he's going to figure out his entire career within five weeks. And he made the point that, you know, we have an above-average O-line, emerging receiver in Christian Watson, and an offensive head coach, and that he sat for three years. Um, I can get behind the fact that he sat for three years and he should, you know, maybe not be as raw as a normal um, rookie quarterback, just out of the draft should be. But it drives me kind of crazy because, one, you know, I used to be a downer, but one, we don't know how good Christian Watson can actually be at a strong end of the season, but that could turn around. The offensive line could be year to year for all we know. And he mentioned that we have two good tight ends. Well, we just drafted them. We have no clue how good these guys could be. For all we know, they could be bombs. And the idea that Jordan Love, there's there's some type of magical force out there that after week five he can no longer improve or become a better quarterback just baffles me. The fact that he won't even give him a full season,
3: you know. I wish I knew who it was. You said this was that was talking, because obviously you're right. This is absolute absurd nonsense
2: so essentially what he's saying I guess in my head is that the guy could go out have a mediocre first five games then after a bye week in his first you know full year starting he could go out and completely tear up the field up and it would make no sense to him but you know i guess that's just big sports media for you they always got to find a take every day but just want to know your thoughts on it um Appreciate the podcast. Like I said, love it again, and uh,
3: have a good one. Well, thank you, and I apologize for calling you Thomas Austin. Colin Coward. I went back and listened to it. Colin Coward is who he was listening to. Um, Well, it's funny because tomorrow's podcast is almost the exact opposite of this take, which is that... I think it's ridiculous that everybody is counting out, seemingly, or at least that the hype for Christian Watson and, and is gone. And we don't know what the tight ends can bring in a positive sense as well as a negative sense. But it is funny that now that we talk about Jordan Love, suddenly we have elite receivers and elite tight ends. Five seconds ago, we had nothing. But when it's Jordan Love, look, you've got elite receivers, elite offensive line, elite running backs, elite tight ends. If we don't know, but but look, here, here's the bottom line. Who gives a crap? If after week five, it's been a rough start, he can go ahead and say whatever he wants. In fact, I hope he does. I hope he circles back to this and says, you know what? I said, after five weeks, we'll know everything there is to know about Jordan Love been five weeks it hasn't been great therefore i'm positive this guy will be terrible first of all i hope he says it because it's the dumbest thing in the history of the universe and i'm positive there are plenty of takes of him saying the exact opposite in other places for example i'd love to know his thoughts on justin fields i'm just just saying um but but like you said and that has no bearing on the rest of his career so if he comes back after five weeks and completely tears it up then what nothing then nothing Then Colin Coward is an idiot, and we got another uh, receipt to pull on that guy. There isn't a level-headed human being on planet Earth that says he has five weeks, and after five weeks, he cannot improve. We will know everything there is to know. Freaking Aaron Rodgers has had a bad start to the season before. Nobody counted him out. You know why? Because it's football and stuff happens. How many many years in a row did we see the Patriots get off to a, a terrible first five weeks? I swear it was about 10 years in a row where it was like, finally, it's over. And then they just pick it up again, and somehow they not only get into the playoffs, but they're one of the hottest and best teams getting into the playoffs every single time. There's no reason to make that statement. There's no reason. He has been around long enough to know better than that. There's no reason for him to say about anybody. Any quarterback, it doesn't make any sense. In fact, it, let me put it this way. After five weeks, I promise you, there's going to be somebody that's off to a slow start that is generally viewed as a really good player. You know what Colin Coward's position is going to be? He'll turn it around because he knows better. He's not an idiot, even though he plays one on TV. So I didn't hear the quote. I don't know exactly what he said, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just it's stupid, and it doesn't matter. You know, uh, people that want to hate on Jordan Love... We'll be happy to to pile on that take, and we'll say the same thing. If he's good, then he's going to be good. The first five weeks, we'll know. But you know what? It Again, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. It just means that they're not going to give him any slack. If he comes out and is bad in the first couple weeks, then they're going to call that a win. But you know what? It won't matter because if he comes out the rest of the year and wins, you don't win. You lose. So you can throw yourself a little party if you feel like it. A little, haha, my quarterback is trash, I told you so party, because that'll make you feel good about yourself. You go ahead. But it doesn't make you right. The fact of the matter is, some people turn, figure things out quickly, some people do not. He may come out week one and tear it up, he may not. He might have a rough first five or six or seven weeks, and then turn it around after that. He might have a rough first year and come back next year with everybody kicking and screaming, saying, replace him, he's garbage, and then he'll come back next year and have a great year. No idea. But you can't just say he gets five weeks and that means anything. It means nothing. It means you've drawn some artificial line that has no bearing on anything. And you're declaring to everybody, I don't know football. I'm going to draw a line here that says, at this point, we will know everything there is to know about Jordan, uh, Jordan Love. And, and again, every thinking human being on planet Earth who has ever watched football in their entire life, all you're doing is talking to them and saying, I just want you guys to know I'm an idiot. That's it. Because every single person who's ever watched football for any period of time, will hear that statement and go, oh, well, that's stupid. Case in point, Trevor Lawrence. Year two, first five weeks, he was ranked 28th out of 35 quarterbacks. Justin Fields was last. (laughs) There you go. Listen, he had his first full year. Year two, I'm going to give the guy five weeks. That's it. That's all you get. You get five weeks. If you can't do it in five weeks, that's everything we need to know about you, Trevor. Where did Trevor end up after the five weeks? He was the ninth highest passing grade in the NFL. So what did drawing that line after five weeks teach us? About Trevor Lawrence? nothing. So yeah, these guys love to hear themselves talk, but uh, it's just, it's it's stupid for the sake of being stupid, I guess.
0: Hey Ryan, this is Aaron. I'm giving a call being in response to someone who called in saying that David Bocciari commented on Aaron Rodgers and was like, just let me go. He was. Looked- the person who called in made it seem like he was talking to the Packers, like just let me go, let me leave the Packers. And it's like no, this is on Aaron Rodgers. I'm looking at the actual post right now. And Aaron Rodgers was at the game with Soft Gardner, and he, David Bakhtiari's not there, but he tagged Bakhtiari in that picture. But then if you go look through everyone of Aaron Rodgers, most of Aaron Rodgers' pictures that don't have David Bakhtiari in them. He takes David Bocciari. That has to be some sort of inside joke, which I would love to be a part of one someday, because <laughs> I love inside jokes. Um, but anyways, so then you go to the comment section of the post that uh, Aaron Rodgers posted in the game with Ross Gardner. David Bocciari says, dude, just let me go, which is a clearly a response to Aaron Rodgers and not the Packers. Right. And say Aaron, you need to let me go. You need to let me fly and be a peacock, and I'm in with the Green Bay Packers. You're with the Jets. You need to leave and go do your thing. Go have Zach Wilson be the guy that you tag in every one of your pictures, not me, because I'm a Packer. So that just makes it seem like David Bocciari is fully in with the Packers. So was a complete misunderstanding, and I just needed to clear that up, because David Bocciari is a Green Bay Packer, and Aaron Rodgers is a New York Jet. And that's how that goes. Um, anyways, just needed to clear that up. Have a good day. Bye.
3: Back to my cereal. So it's I kind of, I kind of. All right. <laughs> Glad you're having good cereal. What kind of cereal are you having? Cereal is a weird food, man, because it's one of those things where whenever I'm hungry and I can't find anything to eat, there's always cereal, but I never want it. It's always like a last resort. Like, dude, I'm not eating cereal. it's stupid. One of my five years old. Cereal is really good though. I've never broke down and had cereal and been like, dang it, this sucks. I should have just had like a ham sandwich or something. Never. Cereal is delicious. The only problem with cereal is I'm going to end up eating like three bowls because it's really good. Um, anyways, so I, I took that kind of a, a third way. It's kind of a weird comment. I, I never thought of it as just let me go to the Packers. I kind of took it as let me go like there with you. Kind of a thing, but I, I, I mean, the the point is, I didn't really know what it meant. That's just what I thought it meant. But let's let's be completely honest. There's a very good possibility that David Bakhtiari would love to be there. I'm I'm sure of that. I, I, again, I think Bakhtiari's in the same stage of life as you know. I mean, look at Devontae. Devontae it's not as though Devonte hates the Packers and hates the fans and hates everything about. It's not. It's just. Listen, he's made all the money in the world. He wants to end his career with his with his best friend as his quarterback, jokes on him, playing for his childhood favorite team, closer to his grandma and to his family and everything else. He's at that stage where he can make those kinds of decisions. Same with Aaron Rodgers, and same with David Bakhtiari. He would love nothing more than to be some mega rich superstar tackle in the big city of New York with all his buddies go into the, the Knicks games and everything else with Aaron Rodgers and Alan Lazard and Sauce Gardner and all the celebrities and all... The, you think he wouldn't love... Them? Of course he would. Now, that doesn't mean he's going to beg for a, a trade, but I also think it's safe to assume that he probably would like to be there. So, you know, I... I, 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 I think both sides of the extremes are probably incorrect as far as, like, you know he's all the way in as a Packer. Like, just leave me alone. I'm. Uh, this is my team. I love this. Like, no. I. I think it's. This is where my contract is, and I'll ride it out. Like it's my job, and uh, you know I'll I'll do my best and everything else. But um. That that doesn't necessarily mean that he's like super serious. Like, no man, stop talking to me. I'm a Packer, and you're a Jet. We're not friends anymore. But it's also not because he would love to be there instead of here that he's going to be miserable and hate his job and sabotage the season and you know slash the bus bus tires and try to force a trade or and i mean it's just it's just part of the gig man but that's the thing I, I think he's at a stage in his life where this is his job that's not to say he's not a very good football player and he's not going to do a very good job it just is what it is i don't think he's going to buy into the rah-rah of all the little kids running around you know he's going to do his job and then he's going to go home and he's going to get on the phone and be like dude rogers talk to me about how cool it is to be a jet man like, I was thinking maybe in the bye I'd come out there or something crazy. Like, could I come out there? It'd be crazy. Get some pizza, man. I want to slam a beer at a Knicks game, bro. Can sauce chug? I bet he could chug. It is what it is. Either way, I don't think it was a super serious thing. But I think those two things are true. I Do I think he would rather be in New York with Rodgers and, and his buddies? Yes. Do I think he's going to fulfill his duties as a Green Bay Packer and and, you know, do his job as he always has? Yes.
1: Hey, Ryan, it's Jimmy. Um, hey. hey, I'm going to call and leave one of those messages that you won't hear for like a week. Sure. And it might, but hopefully it might not apply, I was going to say, but really I think my hope is that this is a an evergreen message that will apply forever. Okay. Because it seems to address the eternal issue that you bring up a lot, um, rightfully so, that people are idiots. So <laughs> okay. here's something, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of a book called, um the four agreements um it's pretty no pretty simple straightforward book that kind of tells you how to live life um which you know i understand the concept of being a little skeptical of anything that's going to tell you how to live life i think that's generally wise but let me just give you the tldr which i learned recently Do you know what tldr stands for
3: too long too too long didn't
1: read i love that i love that such a boomer kind of matt too long didn't read Anyway, I never knew that until recently. So here's the T L D R of this book. Um, the four agreements are don't make assumptions. Don't take things personally. Be impeccable with your words. And finally, oh I always forget the fourth one when I when I say them all in a row, especially on the spot. Uh, always do your best. Assumptions. Oh do your best. Great. Yeah. Right. There you go. Do your best. I think if Google the people it. that you are talking about could use this criteria uh they would please you much more with the things they say in other words yeah when people are saying things like uh you know <laughs> the the any any of the things they say really like uh you know jordan love is going to be trash or whatever they, everybody's making assumptions all the time i mean
3: honestly the only one that would um make a difference and probably would make a difference for all of them would be don't make assumptions Right. That's, that's a massive one. That's pretty much all tomorrow's podcast is about is don't make assumptions. The other three, um, I mean, it would be nice. I mean, always do your best would wipe out the entire media landscape for the most part um, because they clearly are not doing their best. They're just doing clickbaity nonsense. Um, personally, I don't really. I, I don't think they do take anything personally. It'd probably be better if they did. But um, yeah, no, it would certainly be better if they followed those four. All
1: right. And when you uh, criticize their point, they take it personally. When they say things that don't make any sense, they are not being impeccable with their words. And all around, they're not doing their best. And we all know that they could do better if they did some research, if they didn't make assumptions, if they were you know, impeccable with their words. And if they actually listened instead of taking things personally, they might learn something. They might grow a little bit. So, Four Agreements. It's a real good, quick read for everybody out there. And I really, really just jive with uh, me. I think about it a lot whenever something feels a little off. Whenever something in a conversation or in a podcast, I'm like, eh, it didn't sound right. It's generally one of those things that is going awry. So anyway, Jimmy out.
3: The Four Agreements, A Practical Guide to Personal Freedom. Just trying to see when this came out. Okay, 1997, it says. Don Miguel Ruiz, it says it uh, takes inspiration from a set of spiritual beliefs held by the ancient Toltec people to help readers transform their lives into a new experience of freedom, true happiness, and love. According to the author, everything the person does is based on agreements they have made with themselves, with others, with God, and with life itself— in these agreements, people may tell themselves who they are, how to behave, what is possible, and what is impossible. Fair enough, man. What's up, Ryan? This is Aaron. Hey. Um, so, I don't know if you've
0: heard, but there's a lot of talk of, are the Packers rebuilding? I have. Are they reloading? I what have. are they doing? You know, I think that's a silly argument, because if this is what we call rebuilding, because we lost really one player... right? Um. That's not rebuilding. I don't think people know what that means. Um, that's it's like they it's like you're built your house, right? And it's going well, and then all of a sudden one of the doors falls off. Oh, nope, time to tear the whole house down. Nah, bro, that's not how this works. So here we are. I if you're gonna assign a word that starts with re to it, I don't think there's any other word that you can say other than reacting it's for the longest time is that this team has been kind of stagnant because we've had Aaron Rodgers at the helm, and it's kind of been driven by that. And whether well, whether time will tell whether he's the one holding us back or whatever, because he was a Hall of Fame quarterback. So that's not anything like you can't say that, like he did anything wrong. But it's been to the point where it's just like we've had this formula, and that's been the formula, and it's been what Rodgers wants, and it's been this is that. Okay? So finally, now that that is gone, we have the ability to react and to move on and to see what is it that we need. We have the foundation in place. How do we need to react to get to the next step? And that's not rebuilding. That's not reloading. That's not anything. That's just saying, this is what we've got. This is what we're doing. It's more of a reaction. It's more of like a... A next step kind of thing. And so it's, we have all the places, we have all the pieces in place. We have everything ready to go. And so it's just kind of like now that Roger is gone, what do we have in love? This is the action we're taking. We have players. We have, in a lot of the positions, we still have some of the best players in the league. And people want to act like we are just nothing, like we're the Jets. That, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say the Jets now because we don't know what they are, but the Jets of the past, the old Cleveland Browns the the um, Lions we're just this team that sucks it's like no, we have some of the best players in the league at positions we have a coach that went 13-3 and three straight years, and whether you want to apply that to Aaron Rodgers he didn't do that before Matt LaFleur we're reacting we are saying, this is the team as we have it. this is the future. This is the direction we're going. We're not rebuilding. it's it's that simple.
3: yeah, I, I think you just said it at the very end. My if we're again, insisting on a reword, my reword would be redirecting. We're redirecting. We're heading in a new direction. That's what we're doing. Rebuilding, reloading, all that stuff. It all means the same thing, and it's all not the best way to describe it. I mean, you could try to squeeze it and fit it and contort it and everything. Well, technically, because look, I mean, Rodgers is the biggest piece and they are got a new one there and they got some new wide receivers and they got new tight ends. Okay, first of all, we had 13 draft picks. Right, if Aaron Rodgers was still here, we'd still have 13 new draft picks. Would we be rebuilding? No? Okay. So you can say all those things, but it's not the best description. And the biggest issue with it is that it gives a picture of a team, when you look at a rebuilding team, that is not the best description of where the Packers are. So, rebuilding is just not the right word. I'm sorry that that upsets some people. It's not. It's not the right word. Redirecting would make more sense, because the Packers are heading in a new direction. And, and there's something to be said for that. Um, part of it has to do with new pieces. A big part of it has to do with a new quarterback... But it's, it's, you know, we've seen what the Packers are with Aaron Rodgers. It's been a certain way and a certain direction for a long time. And, 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 and when we, quote-unquote, reload, which is to say as people leave, we, we add them back, but it's still the same same ship, same heading. We're just adding new pieces, right? Jordy left, so we bring in a new guy. Or this guy leaves and we bring in a new guy here, whatever. But we're, we're just reloading, but we're still heading in the same direction. That's reloading. We're not really doing that. Because it has nothing really to do with, we're, we're not tearing anything down, we're not refilling positions that are, that are getting barren, because the team isn't getting, getting barren as a whole. We're, we're, we're fairly loaded, with the exception of a couple pieces or positions, but that's not abnormal. That's the other thing. What about this is abnormal? We can, we can point to a couple things, but, but if you apply that to any other team, the entire NFL is basically rebuilding, reloading, re-everything. We are heading in a different direction. And that's why there's so many question marks. It's not just we don't know the the talent level of Jordan Love. We don't know what this team looks like. We don't know what the culture is like. We don't know what the offense is like. It's going to be different. It has nothing to do with the quantity or even necessarily the quality because we don't know what that is. It has nothing to do with needing to tear things down. It has nothing to do with old pieces and needing younger pieces. We have already done that. We, We have the team. We have a fully loaded team. That was 90% already loaded. 95% loaded. It has nothing to do with any of that. But there is a big change, not because it was rebuilt, not even because it was reloaded, because it's changed its heading. It was redirected. So if we're going to insist on finding a word, and it has to be a reword, redirected would be the best word. If you're going to insist upon insisting about rebuilding, fine, but you have to change it from rebuilding to rebuilt, because we're already built. But even that is stupid. Because it wasn't rebuilt. It's largely the exact same team, with the exception of what? A new quarterback. Same exact offensive line, same running backs, uh, almost identical wide receivers, except we added basically Jaden Reed. Same defensive tackles, same pass rushers for the most part. We added Lucas Van Ness, but again, that's not abnormal. That's every year you add a guy. Same corners, same linebackers. Mostly the same safeties. We're going to have basically one new safety because Amos left, which again is not abnormal. The only thing that's massively overhauled, I guess, would be the tight ends, but we still have Josiah DeGuara there, so we we lost two, added two. If that, in your mind, is a rebuilding phase, I think you have a really weird, contorted view of what rebuilding is, but fine, you just have to say it's rebuilt. We rebuilt the entire house by adding new tight ends. Okay. Oh, and a quarterback, which, yes, is a big piece, no question, but it's still just a piece. One thing. New quarterback, new tight ends. Wow. Unrecognizable. <laughs> it's like we tore down a bacon double cheeseburger and rebuilt a double cheeseburger. It's the same thing. It's just got less bacon. <laughs> they like didn't even change the cheese or nothing. Do we, do we change it from American to Pepper Jack? No, still American. Okay. So yes, I agree. It's a stupid conversation and I don't know why. Um, well, whatever.
1: Hey, Ryan. Hey, man. This is Nico. Hey
3: Dico.
4: Um, full disclosure, I am not in the shower right now.
3: Oh good. So uh, thank you.
4: Yeah, that was a little hard for me to hear too. Uh, I forgot about Don't that call. Say Actually kinda of reminds me that one of the one of the cool things about there being such a backload of calls and such a big delay mm-hmm. um is that by the time we end up hearing ourselves on the radio the radio Listen to me Old guy <laughs> That's time we end up Hearing our own voices On the podcast Let's face it We all like it You know No one calls and leaves a message Because we're shy Um It's like Oh I forgot I made that call Yeah I <laughs> forgot I made that point Fired. I heard My shower call today And I was like Who's this nut job Oh crap that's me But anyways <laughs> I digress Uh so Oh what I, up? Did, I, I think I know you had to Kind of dump some calls Because it was when you were super backloaded, and uh, this comment I do remember I made, I don't think you played it, but I I think it needs to be said again. Sure. Is that one of the one of the callers mentioned Justin Harrell? I think we just need to set like a rule, like there's no more mentioning that name because because that that guy depressed me for years. Maybe hate my team, not my team, but like yeah. sometimes you hate life because, uh, you know, you know, back in the day, Ron Wolf. Couldn't have a first round. Every first round he picked him to be a dud, he would get out mm-hmm. the studs in the second, third, fourth
2: round.
3: Um, well, that was Ted Thompson, too, for a while there. What was it, like after Clay, it was pretty much like no more first-round picks? It was all second or later?
4: So, uh, yeah, no mentioning of that name ever again, which also kind of reminds me.
0: I'm just going to ramble.
4: That's um, fine. Do what you got to uh, do. That's the one thing I, that Goody does that I like. Oh, yeah. Just a player, If after a couple of years, he's not good. Bo oh, he gets rid of him.
3: Well, that and the hitting in the first round is nice.
4: I just remember Packers would hang on
3: to complete duds, just yep. hoping they would blossom. Like, still- well, not only that, but, but the first round guys that were forced on the field. And I don't know if that was like the, the front office pushing it or if it was the coaching staff that just felt the need to do that. I don't know what it was, but man, I, I and I've mentioned it several times, but I don't know how many really talented late round to undrafted free agent DBs we had that came in and made plays, and then immediately after they'd have a pass breakup in the end zone, they'd get benched, and and Demarius Randall would go back out. Like, just stop. All right, the guy somehow is better than than Randall, and I'm sorry, you know, I know Randall was a first round pick, but I think there's a decision that needs to be made. But nope, 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 nope. We just we got to keep him out there for years and years and years and years and years. I don't understand it.
4: Like three years. Like, dude can't even get on the field, or the dude can't, you know, couldn't guard him. A-
3: Although, we'll see what happens with Savage, right? I mean, last year was like rock bottom. If they continue to keep that guy out there, um, then, then maybe we need to uh, adjust our views of things. I'll be quiet now.
4: Wet paper sacker, I don't know how that analogy goes. but um, What happened? I mean, like, just cut bait and start a new one. It, it, the old regime seemed to just keep players forever. Mm-hmm. And well, they had they had good players, too, and that was our deal. Packers, I mean, we wouldn't do much in free agency except sign all of our own free agents, so, I mean, they kept the good players. But, man, they would hold on to people like that other guy we can't mention. Uh-huh. I, I'm not, I've placed most of them out of my brain, but I'm sure you could come up with a couple. They're just players you keep in three four years that were, like, no good. By the way, when I mentioned Jeff Janis, I freaking love Jeff Janice, man. But, yeah. yeah. uh, anyways, um, so, yeah, Goody's like, boom. Uh, you're, after two years, you're, you're yeah, producing you're gone. And I and that I do like. Um holy moly, it's been three minutes. Um, uh, well, I guess don't feel like everyone else will call you right back.
3: <laughs> um Well the the thing that comes immediately to mind is is Nick Perry and Clay Matthews. Um primarily because we just held on too long. It's not that Clay wasn't good, it's that Clay, Clay, you know what? Clay Matthews is actually really reminiscent of Kenny Clark. I think Clay Matthews really lit it up the first like two to three years. And then he rode that fame of his first couple years for like the next three or to four years before people started to figure it out that, you know, he's not the same Clay anymore. And uh, even though it feels weird to say it, I don't think he's super great. And then his last couple years, the guy was just bad. He was just bad. Um, and we basically, I don't think we got rid of him until the the giant cut fest of Brian Gutekunst coming in. Same with um, Nick Perry. And Nick Perry was another disaster because he was never another first round miss um, who was never good until it was his contract year. And then he lights it up, gets a big contract, and then has the worst year. In history but anyways why don't we take a break and we'll get back to uh the rest of nico's calls by the way nico just so you remember we're not going to be doing this anymore with the callbacks get it in in your three minutes I'll, I'll grandfather you in because you didn't know yet but we'll take a break we'll be right back
1: ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice
3: at com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Alrighty, so um,
0: <laughs> what I kind of
4: meant to call was about, I had like a little epiphany mm-hmm. and I'm, um, it's just so weird that all these people just like are hating on love. Yeah. You know, I, I've mentioned many times I don't go online, I don't do the social media. I might make comment on the on the only the Packard at Facebook like once a month. Yeah, um, I was off Facebook for like ten years, and you sucked me back in, I man, back in like nineteen that. or whatever. You made that 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 room. Um, so I'm, I might comment that once every other month or so. I look at it every once a month or so, but um. Uh, it's not, I can't, like, but apparently the hate's still going. People still hating on love. I don't get it because I was listening to a little uh, YouTube, a little interview with him today, and he just, he, God, he sounds like a nice kid, man. Uh, he's right, man. They, you got so many. We got so many young players that they can all just kind of develop together. Oh my gosh, this could be an amazing run. But anyway, but I, I kind of wonder if the people that like hating on love and like acting like Rogers leaving is the worst thing in the world. Like, are they the same group that was hating on Rogers and? And and thinking hard, believe it was the worst thing in the world? I mean...
3: Well, I would have to assume so, because there's really nothing that you can apply to this situation as far as their logic that you couldn't have applied back then. It's, it's identical. Everything that they're saying about why you should expect disaster, you would apply then, right? Hall of Fame quarterback for some guy that's an unknown that uh, actually was quite bad, because remember, he actually was the first several years although he looked good that last year but so did Jordan Love and you're not allowed to talk about that so uh yeah I would have to assume um I've had some people try to convince me that that wasn't the case no 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 no. I actually I was all about Rodgers really really why why what's different other than your uh, impeccable scouting ability and it's a lot of people that are like well he was supposed to be the first overall pick supposed to be doesn't mean anything he was supposed to be. Okay, yeah, he, he was so talented he was supposed to be, yet he wasn't. You think Andrew Luck would ever fall as far as Aaron Rodgers did? And and beyond that, it doesn't even matter anyways. It it doesn't matter because they were both drafted later. And then what happens after the draft is still what's most important. All this talk about, oh yeah, Jordan Love, He never we never heard about him competing for that job, which I think only stupid Bears fans say that because... It's the dumbest pot. Like who's actually you? Who actually thought it was a quarterback competition? As long as Aaron Rodgers is there, there's no competition. There isn't nothing, none, not gonna be. Dude's not competing. As if Justin Fields would ever <laughs> have had a chance at competing with Aaron Rodgers. But again, did 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 Rodgers push out Brett? Favre? No, he didn't. Brett Favre played as long as he wanted to play until he decided he didn't want to play anymore, and then they moved on. Once he said he was leaving, same situation.
4: Uh. I think we can look back now on both instances and say it was at the right timing. We maybe could have done it one year sooner with Rogers, would have got more, but uh, how good he got us out of this contract and got the Pixie did is freaking amazing.
3: Yeah, I don't understand. Maybe it. that
4: alone cements him as a better than average GM. But like, because all these people that love Rogers, I'm assuming, you know? that they're not just Rodgers fans that followed him from college, that they're Packers fans, right? And they obviously grew to love Rodgers because for the longest time he was an amazing player. I was, I was, I was front row of the Rodgers fan club, but it's like, he gone now. You got to love the new guy. I'd be like, are you just not going to like the Packers? Cause your quarterback is gone. Uh, like what kind of, I, I know there's the whole fan, how you want a fan, I'll fan the way I want it. Like if you want to not like your team, like you should then get aboard and like the new guy. I mean, it's just crazy. how you know, People are just kind of weird, man. I mean, I was a huge Rams fan as a kid. When I was my second or first or second year of college, they moved to St. Louis, broke my heart. I came home. I looked like I lost like a relative in like a snowstorm. My wife said, what's wrong? I didn't tell her because she don't like them. She would have kind of thought it was sad that I was so sad. That's kind of how it became a pack I lived in Wisconsin. My team cheated on me and moved to St. Louis, so I... You know, I'm 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 all in now. But uh how, how can people just hate on love? I don't get it. I don't I, I won't get it. But um here's to love becoming the third Hall of Famer in a row, dog. Go pet go, y'all suck.
3: Well, and it's just weird because obviously the most important thing is their the amount of anger and hatred that they have toward Brian Gutekunst for making a singular decision that they didn't like. But that's, that's the most important thing. It's more important than the 2023 season or our new quarterback or any of that stuff. It's it's that Brian Gutekunst dared to draft a quarterback, even if everything they're saying is right, which it isn't. That it was the most slanderous thing you could ever do to a Hall of Fame quarterback. That it's the reason that we didn't win Super Bowls. It's... it's um, the reason Aaron Rodgers is gone right now, and he would be here right now uh, getting MVPs and winning Super Bowls if it wasn't for that decision. Even if that's true, are, are, are we not at this point still able to get over that and, and move on with Jordan Love, our new quarterback? No, we're not. Because these are largely the same people that are still not over the whole T.J. Watt, Kevin King thing. Like the 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 grudges... Are just unbelievable. I I, I I don't know, man. I don't I don't really understand it. Um, I can only assume that these are the same people that reach out to guys like Bostick and and you know tell them absolutely horrible things because they just can't handle things not going exactly as they feel it should for years and are just filled with hatred and anger and rage. I don't know. I mean, it's it's one thing to say I would have done that differently. It's another thing to fricking move on, right? I didn't want Lucas Van Ness. I said that very open about it. I said they're probably going to do it. You know, and there was a list of a few guys. Lucas Van Ness, I think, was second on my list. Probably going to go in that in that direction, right? Edge rusher, whatever. Don't want that to happen. It happened. I didn't like it. I got over it in about 18 seconds. <laughs> That's about it. I didn't like the Luke Musgrave pick. I didn't like the Jaden Reed pick. I didn't like the Tucker Craft pick. I didn't like a single pick that they made when they made it. I am already over it. Every single one of those picks, I'm already over it. There are people who still can't get over the Sammy Watkins thing. How dare he... Bra- I mean, it's just... It's it's so insane. The... Again, first of all, everything has to be perfect, right? If you make a mistake... You're the biggest idiot on planet Earth, and I'm going to hate you forever. That's the bottom line, right? You made a mistake. First of all, we should win Super Bowls every year. If we don't win, you're a failure, and you're a joke, and you're a loser. And every single decision you made that also wasn't perfect will be attributed to, in other words, these are the reasons. I can can see it. These point to you being inept, all of these things here. And it's the reason we didn't win. If you hadn't made these mistakes... Because you were inept, we would have won Super Bowls, but you are inept. Therefore, I don't like you. And even now, in 2023, as we move forward with with Jordan Love, I will refuse to like Jordan Love, not because of Jordan Love, but because of my hatred for the pick and for you, Brian Gutekunst. And so I will sit here and fold my arms and hate the guy forever and just hope and pray that he fails. Because my hatred of you and that decision you made is more important than my love for this team, and that is a large portion of the fan base, and that's shocking. Well, so
4: let, me, let me clarify. I don't mean y'all suck. I mean all your love haters. are like, dude, if you're a Bears fan, you hate love. I get that. But if you're a Packers fan and you don't like love, like you gotta you gotta like look inside your heart and find out why you're so stupid. So. Uh, uh and, obviously, if he goes out and balls, if he throws 35, you know, touchdowns and five interceptions and we've won 12, 13 games this year, all of those people will all of a sudden love, 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 right. and not remember that they, you know, called him bad names and said he was an over-quarterback. We all know how that is. No one's going to admit to they're wrong. But, uh so, uh yeah, just. I don't understand how you just come out like a guy on your own team, you know, for crying out loud. So, hey, uh
3: Okay. well two things number one they're still not going to admit it they're still going to say it was a terrible decision it was stupid it was uh, but fine i guess you got you know it, it happened to work out but it was still a stupid decision that's the best you're going to get from all these people if they'll even admit that they were ever on that side most of these guys use burner accounts on social media anyways um but what the heck was the other thing i was going to say i knew i knew as soon as I said there were two things, I tried to pick the one that I thought I would forget the most, but apparently I picked the wrong one. Oh, here we go. I, I, I'll, I'll go ahead and put words in your mouth. My distinction between, you know, when you say hate the Jordan Love haters or whatever, there's a difference between saying, I don't think he'll succeed, or I don't think it was the right decision, and rooting for him to fail to prove that you're right. There's a lot of times I'll look at things and say, I don't think this is going to work. I think that was stupid. Obviously, I hope I'm wrong. But I just, I would not have done that myself. There's nothing wrong with that. You're allowed to have a personal opinion that isn't positive. But I know for a fact there are people who are actively, re- and you know how I know? Was this was this today? We I can't remember. Had to have been. Yeah, it was the the Colin Coward five weeks thing. There are Packer fans who are going to do the same thing, but they're not even going to give him five weeks. Why? Because they want to be able to say, ha, he's a failure. The first freaking series he's going to go out there, if he throws an interception, And in completion, there are going to be people who are jumping on social media that have been waiting for years to be able to crucify this decision to move on to Jordan Love. If he has a bad week one, oh my goodness, it's going to be everywhere. National media as well as all the Packer fans who are anti-Jordan Love. And they're going to be giddy about it. And even though an intelligent person would realize, I need to sit back and wait. Because obviously he could get better, and the last thing I want to do is blast out a bunch of receipts. Let's just sit back and wait and see how this pans out. No, 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 no. I've had this pent up for so long, I can't wait to get it out. Do you know how I know? Because I had people reach out to me within 30 seconds of a football game asking, where's your boy Rashawn Gary? Remember that, Adam, whoever you might be? I don't. I haven't talked to Adam in a long time, because since Rashawn Gary suddenly became a superstar, Adam vanished into thin air. Every single week, where's your boy Rashawn? Where is he? It took him five seconds into a football game. And then inevitably, Rashawn would make some kind of a play, and I'd say, there he is. And then he would disappear until next week. They just need any excuse to spew vile, angry hatred. I just need to get out all this anger and frustration that I have. That's all it is. Anyways, it's about 10 o'clock here, so I'm going to go ahead and cut it off, I guess. I would keep going a little bit, but I um, want to try to get this out. So, you guys have a good night, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye bye.